The Zebra School proudly presents Zebra Ears, a podcast for new parents. It is our mission to bring you relevant health and educational content to help you navigate parenthood in a calm and confident way. We've gathered pediatric care specialists and other experts to talk about early childhood development and to offer advice to how you can help your child along this journey, especially in the critical first three years of life. So thanks for stopping by. We hope that you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Zebra Ears podcast. Our guest today is Michaela Leung Frails, a first-time mom balancing parenting and working from home. Michaela started her career in broadcast journalism and made the switch to public relations. She has a love of all things health and wellness and has been finding new ways to incorporate and make time for mindfulness for the whole family. Welcome, Michaela. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Michaela, tell us a little bit about yourself, about you um, before your motherhood journey, your journey to motherhood and who you are now. Yes. So, um, yeah, you pretty much um, got the background. Um, I work in public relations. So that was my main focus before uh, motherhood was just, you know, career, career, career. Um, And then, you know, Milo came along. So that was just, you know, finding um, the balance between um, being career driven and also um, focusing my time and energy on my daughter. So I've been, you know, incorporating new mindful practices, um, new mindfulness techniques, and along with some of my old favorites, like, you know, yoga, meditation and things like that. Okay, so what type of yoga do you practice? I know there's hot yoga, So what type do you practice for yourself? So um, lately I've just been doing vinyasa and that's more like, you know, a free flow. But I have done hot yoga in the past and that is definitely something. But I haven't done that since having (laughs) since having my I've been more so practicing at home. Okay, okay, Yeah, I I remember hot yoga. It's one of those things where you you pray and are grateful that you finished. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So um, to get us started, tell us a little bit about what is mindful parenting and what does it mean to you? So the practice of mindful parenting is just basically, you know, just remembering that, you know, our kids have feelings and um, they have a lot of big feelings and they might not know how to communicate that with us, you know, because they're, they're just kids. So it's more so just thinking about um, why they're acting this way and getting to the root of the behavior or the issue instead of just being um, reactionary. So what was your first introduction to the mindful parenting practices and approach? So when I was pregnant, you know, I was reading all the pregnancy books and there was one that I read that I really liked and it was called Mindful Mom-to-Be by um, Lori Bregman. And it was just about having a mindful um, pregnancy. So I was like, okay, I learned a lot of mindfulness tips. I I can probably integrate some of that into my parenting, you know, when she gets here. So that was my introduction in incorporating mindfulness with parenting. And then after I had Milo, I was offered um, uh, to take a class, a parenting class um, about mindful parenting, conscious parenting, positive parenting. So I did that and I got my certificate. That class was about, it was about a few months. I think I finished it when Milo was six months. So that helped um, reinforce and give me some new tips as well. Was that an online course? So usually the course is in person. Um, but you know, with COVID and everything, um, 
we had Zoom meetings. I had an instructor and she was very, very sweet. So each week we would have, we would get on Zoom and we'd talk about things and she would um, show me videos and different tips. And I had like a mindful like workbook as well. So uh, was mindful parenting part of your own childhood? Um, I would say, I would say so. Um, there were, of course, you know, with like every parent, you look back and there's like things that you're like, oh, I, I want to do that a little differently. So, you know, there were definitely times where I feel like my mom needed um, a break <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, she didn't she didn't feel it necessary to take one. So it's so it's definitely I can see now being a mom, like the signs of like burnout. And I can definitely see like my mom was at that point a few times. <laughs> OK, so how did you introduce and incorporate the practice into your daily life with yourself your spouse how did you guys go about this practice together um so it's just really just making sure you check in with yourself first and foremost um seeing what kind of mood that that you're in and like what you have the capacity um to handle so like if um I'm not in the best of spirits but um you know maybe she's having a a meltdown maybe it's time for me to step away and then my husband step in and, and vice versa so it's really just checking in with yourself and seeing um where you are for the day during the day and what you can handle so um I didn't know this before I read it, but I read Chandra Rhymes' um, memoir and she talked about the mindful parenting approach. And she talked about being on her way to an award ceremony and stopping because her daughter asked her if she would play with her. And she just needed about 15 minutes of playtime before her daughter was like, okay. And she was on doing her own thing and she went on to her show. So I was wondering, how do you manage that in the moment approach and how do you manage it in time, especially with now while we're working, well, many of us are working from home and parenting at the same time. How are you managing that? So definitely just um, I try to um, see what she needs. Like I try to pick up on her cues because because our kids will give us like cues before they get to, you know, the meltdown point. So I can kind of like see, okay, she she's feeling a little antsy. She wants to play. So once I do have the free moment, I make sure to just take advantage of it <laughs> right then and there. Just seize the opportunity to um, play or like just entertain her for a little bit so she doesn't have the meltdown. Just like how, you know, we're, we're taught to see like the, the hunger cues that mm-hmm. babies give, you know, when they're, um, they have their hands at their mouth and things like that. There's other cues that they give us too. Okay. So I'm going to, just for our audience so that they will know, um, the principles and the key concepts of mindful parenting are attention and focus, awareness, acceptance and non-judgment, empathy and compassion, creative problem solving, appreciation and gratitude. So those are the principles that make up mindful parenting. So for you, Michaela, do you have a group of fellow parents or friends that you also uh, practice mindful parenting with as a group? Or have you been able to stay in touch with the people that were in the class that you took about mindful parenting, um, your class that you took last year? So one of the really good things about social media is just, you know, us all being able to keep up with each other. So there's there's um, women that I know from college that they've also, they have babies too. And we often like share resources with each other, whether it be Instagram pages or different book suggestions. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's good to see that mindful parenting is, is catching on. And it's something that um, 
most of us are trying to do so it's really good to like it's like we have like an unspoken group kind of Mm -hmm. um so that that's really good having that kind of community so we know that milo is turning one have you noticed that um i know there are certain points in the first year where parents notice sleep regression and such have you noticed better sleep patterns for your daughter during this time since you've been practicing mindful parenting Definitely. And another another thing that I learned in the class that I really liked was um, little massages that you can do um, for your baby. So sometimes if she's a little restless, like after she has her bath, you know, to calm down, I give her I might give her a little massage so she can relax better. And she and I have noticed better sleeping. But another thing that I did learn was sometimes like they have growth spurts, which is usually the cause for the sleep regression. Mm. But sometimes they have like just developmental leaps. And during that time, it's like they're a little more clingy and they might be a little more fussy. But I didn't know that those were like two separate things until recently when she when she was a little clingier than normal, but she was sleeping hmm. fine. And I was like, well, wow, what is this? So I, I you know, went to Google and I found out about the developmental leaps. And that was very interesting to read about. So uh, has this form, this parenting approach, has it been good for lowering your stress? Do you feel that you worry less about I know that right now we live in a space where there's a lot to worry about but have you noticed in any way that it's helped with relieving your own stress and lowering your own anxiety about the world that we're in oh definitely I would definitely say like I worry less like about overall things as a parent than I did before because it's just you know accepting some things just are the way that they are and some things like you know, if you can't control it, then there's no sense in worrying about that. And I have a better grasp of that now as a parent, which is just, it's just funny to say that out loud because you would think that, you know, oh, she's a parent, she would worry more than before, but I actually (laughs) worry a lot less. (laughs) So Michaela, what state are you in? I'm in South Carolina. So are there public resources in your state that relate to mindful parenting? Or is this something um, that's primarily just like a national thing where you kind of jump in and find resources anywhere in the country? Um, I would definitely say um, I haven't really found, well, actually, I've I've found, like, different parenting resources here. Like, I'm a part of a local holistic mom group. Nice. And I know sometimes they do touch on um, different parenting things. But there are, um, there's a lot of Instagram pages, too, with a lot of good information. Um, I think one is called um, the Conscious parent or conscious parenting but even if you just look on instagram conscious parenting or mindful parenting so many pages will come up and it's just filled with so much good information and it's put in um, a digestible way because it's it's built for social media so it's Mm -hmm. it's a great um a great learning resource so is holistic parenting um for you is it part of the process or does it have like additions to the mindful parenting process for you I would definitely say that it has and actually I would say that they go hand in hand because um when it comes to like the holistic approach of um of medicine because I I believe in integrative medicine you know um there's t- there's times where we need medications and there's times where um there's alternative methods so it's just being mindful of what works for you what works for your baby um so I think they go hand in hand Okay so uh, can you tell us what are some of your favorite strategies that you found through mindful parenting that might not have even been on your radio radar yeah, radar when you first <laughs> um, when you first became a mom? 
Um, definitely. The, it's just the overall concept that it's okay to take time for yourself because I, I know like seeing my mom and just seeing other moms, it's like, they're always on go. It's always like, there's never a break, but it's, it's okay to take breaks. And that's something that I didn't understand because of course you're a mom, you know, 24 mm-hmm. seven, but it's okay to take time for yourself because you can't pour from an empty cup. So um, it's always good to take time and like replenish yourself. And I can't stress enough the infant massages too. that. I didn't even know babies like needed that, but it's, mm. it's it makes so much sense because they can't voice like, oh, you know, my shoulder feels tight today or Aww. anything like that. So it, it's good. It, that's another good technique too. So um, your daughter's one. So she's almost on the cusp of the point where she's going to start telling you what she wants and what she needs. But could you tell us a few of uh, the best ways that she communicates with you? Because I know that since this is more of uh, intuitive in terms of this practice is more intuitive and paying more attention and being in the moment. What are some of the practices that you've noticed that your daughter employs to talk to you, even as she isn't using a vocabulary to do so yet? Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, <laughs> so she's eating solids. So I've been picking up on uh, little hunger cues that she mm-hmm. does. She will, um, if we're sitting down and playing, she will come sit and like lay down in my lap, like to get in like a nursing position. Oh. <laughs> but she doesn't necessarily want to nurse, but that's her saying that she's hungry. She's ready to eat. Okay. Um, that's good. She will tell me when she's, if she starts like touching her hair, pulling at her hair, patting her head, I can see, okay, she's sleepy. She's getting tired. Okay. <laughs> and then sometimes when she's like in her playpen and I'm doing something else, if she just stops playing, because she, she's at the point where she'll play by herself. Mm-hmm. But when that's she good. Stops, <laughs> when she stops playing by herself and she's just looking at me, that's when I know. It's like, okay, it's, it's time to interact. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. So she has her own version of a language with you. Yes. That, okay. And that's good because I think that as a non-parent... Those are items that I would never pick up on. So what do you tell non-parents? Um, I don't know if you have a lot of non-parents around your daughter at this time, but how are, what are ways that a non-parent can also pick up on some of the cues and also encourage the mindful parenting approach? Um, definitely. I do have, I have quite a few friends that, um, that don't have kids yet or, you know, they're thinking about having kids and it's just, it seems like it's, it's, I don't want to say it seems harder than it is, but it kind of is like, if you just, just observe like her, her touching her head and like her acting sleepy, I feel like if anyone were to just be around and just be like observing her, they could be like, Hmm, she's trying to say something. Oh, she's touching her head. That's close to her eyes. Oh, she must be sleepy. So it's just, it's just taking the time to observe. And I think that could be applied to um, our day-to-day life. Um, even when it comes to like, interacting with friends, interacting with coworkers, just being observant and seeing like, oh, you know, they seem like something is off with them or they're having a bad day. Just just being more mindful of the people around us overall. So, Michaela, I want to say thank you for joining us today. I also want to note that Michaela also turned us on to the book Mindful Mom to Be by Lori Bregman. And she's spoken today about holistic parenting. And so I just want to say thank you for joining us and talking about mindful parenting today. Thank you so much for having me. It was, it was amazing. Thanks for joining us today. If you have questions or would like to leave a comment about this episode, please visit our website at thezebraschool.com. 
There, you'll be able to access our library of episodes, find parenting resources, and browse our collection of product offerings and more.